humans, I'm God. Welcome to The God Show. With me today in the studio is the Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel is here to keep me on track and provide background laughter. It's a pleasure to be in your presence, God, as always. Thanks, Gabriel. My guest today is Hemant Maida, a.k.a. the Friendly Atheist. Hello, Atheist. You're talking to God. Yeah, this is surprising to me, too. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show. So I, I have a lot of questions for you, uh, being that you're an atheist. You have questions for me? I got some for you. I bet. I mean, uh, first off, why so atheist? Why don't you believe in me? I'm talking to you right now. Isn't that enough evidence? I mean, if this were a Skype chat and I could see you, that'd be a little more convincing. But the fact is, I just haven't seen actual evidence. I've just seen people attributing things to you as evidence. Mm. Mm. So you need me to be you need to see God's face. Is that right? Uh, and, and that's a start, but like not in toast, like in front of me. Mm. Mm. Not even on the Internet. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff on the Internet that we should not believe. I see. I see. So if I were to fly out to you and be right in front of you and shake your hand, then you would believe in God. I think that's a good start. Hmm. I'll bring some friends with cameras. Let's do a press conference. That's a good way to start. Could have done it 2000 years ago or so. I don't know why you didn't, but. Oh, well, Jesus did. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it was. He uh, he paid dearly for it. No kidding. (laughs) So uh, how long have you been an atheist? Tell us a little about yourself. Sure. I have been an atheist, uh, wow, for like more than two decades now. I started questioning God when I was starting high school. And the more I read about it, the more I learned about atheism, the more I realized, you know what? It's not that I was raised in just a wrong religion. It's that religion itself is the problem And atheism just makes so much more sense than the answers I see from any faith out there. And the more I read about it, the more I learned about it in several years following that, it just never changed my mind on that thesis. So I just became more and more convinced I was right. And I will say, like, when you come up with that, when you realize, oh, wait, I think I know something about religion when you're 14 years old, that everyone around you seems to not understand, you feel like you stumbled upon a secret and that you're amazed that no one else knows about it. And it's it's empowering to know that you figured out something that most of the world still doesn't get. And the older I've gotten, the more right I feel about that atheism. Right. Well, first of all, Hammond, I'm sorry for what I did to you in high school. <laughs> it's a hard time for a lot of kids. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't just one event. It was it was the fact that I finally was old enough to start asking questions about religion. And when I realized, oh, wait, the religion I grew up with doesn't have really good answers to any of those questions. And wait, neither does anyone else. So it wasn't that you did something to me when I was 14, it's that I finally got old enough to start working out all the, you know, working out the puzzle. I, I think I understand where you're coming from here. It's, it's not that it's me, it's the religions. 
Uh, don't get me started. I think all of the religions have something really wrong with them. But just to make, I'm glad that you went on the record. It's not God you hate. It's the religions. You're fine with me. I'm a great God. You love me. You believe in me. You want me to do well. It's just the religion. Well, the religions are wrong because they revolve around you. So it's, yes, the religions <laughs> aren't helping your case, but ultimately it boils down to the fact that you're just not very convincing. Oh, uh, well, I couldn't agree with you more on the religions. Uh, I'll try to be more convincing. Uh, I mean, I've been watching you your whole life. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I haven't killed you yet. You're, you're a pretty nice guy. I mean, yes. well, you're a very popular and famous, friendly atheist. Why so friendly? What, why, what does the friendly have to do with being an atheist? You know, when I had to come up with a name for a website, as we all do, uh, I just realized that, you know what, I've known a lot of atheists growing up. They were all pretty decent people. And yet every time I read about atheism in the news, it's always here's an angry atheist, an aggressive atheist, militant atheist. It was never here's just a nice, normal, happy atheist. And so I figured if I at least called a website Friendly Atheist, I'm going to force people like you to say it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the name just kind of stuck. I'm not even sure it's it's accurate. I don't think I'm that friendly, but there you go. <laughs> I curse all the time. Oh, that's that's good. I take your name in vain like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Well, I haven't been paying much attention to that. Uh, you know, I don't really have a problem with taking my name in vain. You know, like, for example... What about during really great sex? You know, a lot of people shout my name during sex. It's a real ego boost. Do you, uh, do you believe in me then? <laughs> I shout many other things. I'm wondering what you say. Oh, <laughs> oh my me. <laughs> I'm sure that does wonders. That does wonders for your partner. <laughs> well, so you don't believe in me for sex. What about, what about the mountains? Aren't they beautiful? What about a banana? Only I could make a banana. That's what I've heard. And yet other people have made bananas without your input. And the banana that you made is actually the product of evolution. Even Ray Comfort admits that now. Mm, mm. But who made <laughs> evolution? Oh, ah, uh, How far back are we playing this game? He was pretty obsessed with bananas, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Here's a question. I got a real stumper for you, Hemet. All right, bring it. How do you know if you exist? What if I'm real and you're not? Uh, I can, I can prove myself. I can see myself. I can think for myself. Uh, here's the problem. So I think, but other people can vouch for that too. You don't exist except in our minds. And so this is where the problem is. Uh, and in your ear right now. And in my ear right now. <laughs> but you only, when you only get a couple of the senses covered, I, I don't think that's enough. So I need you need to be able to taste me, too. Damn that's it. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Haven't you ever eaten Jesus before? I was not raised Catholic, so I never had you in my mouth. Oh, ho, 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 ho. shots fired. <laughs> Woo! That brings me to my next question, then. What's the biggest misconception about atheists? I think it's the idea that we can't have a moral code. That's really that one has been around forever, but it's still perpetuating this idea that if someone's not in a not religious, but sometimes specifically if they're not my religion, you know, there is this sense that people just 
are going to be evil. They are going to do bad things. I mean, we see it now in politics where if you're not a sufficient type of Christian, they'll come after you because you're clearly, you know, spitting in God's name. But if you're an atheist, it still has a bad stigma because people assume the worst about you. And that hasn't really changed uh, in in many decades. Huh. Well, for what it's worth, I've been online since 2011. And uh, I got to say, I've met a lot of really kind atheists. The atheists love me. Oh, atheists love you, I'm sure. And I'm sure they're big on your Facebook page as well. But it's the super religious, the fundamentalist ones that hate me. <laughs> right. And I mean, all the, the nasty emails I get are usually from the, the very religious people, too. And how come they can never spell? And how come they're always typing in all caps? What is the connection between being a fundamentalist and not spelling? I think that they feel like if they just bang on their keyboard with the caps lock on, that carries special authority. And so they don't have to worry about grammar. That's for Jesus to worry about. They can just bang on the keyboard and the, their point is made. I think you're right. As for misconceptions about atheists, I, I, I've heard that they eat babies. Is that true? I'm, I'm not supposed to tell you. What, what do babies taste like? Are they delicious? They're nectar. They are delicious. This is really the problem with the Alabama law, which is that I, I won't have dinner anymore. Wow. You, whoa. It, you know, it takes a lot to, uh, <laughs> to, to shock God. But, you know, here we are. I invite him. He says he's a friendly atheist, Gabriel, and he's eating babies. What, what else am I supposed to eat? Come on now. Uh, do they taste like chicken? I'm vegetarian. I wouldn't know. Vegetarian except for the babies. Oh, okay. All right. So, barbecue or teriyaki? Uh, teriyaki baby, I've heard, is quite good. I have to think about that. I don't think I've had that delicacy. Oh, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, it's clear that you want me to show up uh, at your house and shake your hand and let you taste me, and then you'll know that I'm real. But what if, instead of that, what if I struck Pat Robertson and Joel Olstein down with a single lightning bolt? Would you believe in me then? You're leaving me with Mike Pence? Ugh. Okay, fine. The trifecta. I'll throw in Mike Pence. What about all the televangelists on YouTube? Ugh. Uh, yeah, that's a tall order. I have a lot of atheists to convert beyond you. You can't just take three of them and then leave the rest here and call it a day. Okay. Here's the problem with that. If you take Pat Robertson, there are so many other Pat Robertson wannabes still here that we got to deal with. Mm, that's true. You got to really rapture all of them really soon. I really dislike those guys. They're, they're praising you. This is kind of why I started the show. I, I'm tired of them putting words in my mouth. Words like... I need a G5 airplane. <laughs> yes. Which they say they are only needing a million dollar private jets because they're spreading your word. So this is obviously your doing. Where's my G5 airplane? I don't even have a spaceship. <laughs> I figured you could just conjure one out of thin air. Mm, well, maybe in the old days when people believed in me, but thanks to all these friendly atheists running around, my powers aren't what they once were. My work here is done. Oh. Well, uh, my final question on the topic of being an atheist. How much do you enjoy sleeping in on Sundays and not going to church? 
<laughs> I have a couple of kids who keep me up at all hours of the day. And so <laughs> I, I don't go to church, but I, I don't get to sleep in. I don't think I've had a day in a long time where I've gotten to sleep in. Smite, smite, smite. That is what I say to them when they wake up and they're not happy about it. <laughs> oh, oh Hemant. I know. Well, there's a lot to get to. I think I'd like to talk now about a little country that causes me quite a bit of consternation. Uh-huh. Yes, I think it's, uh, you live there, the United States of America. Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah, yeah it, it just, they piss me off so much. Yeah, they, which part of the country pisses you off the most? Oh, the Bible Belt. Of course. Uh, why do they ask me to bless America so much? Well, they need it more than the rest of the country. I mean, haven't they been blessed enough? <laughs> That's the problem, right? Those states tend to be the the ones with the worst health problems, the worst education. It's always the states that love you the most that are having those problems. They also really apparently enjoy their porn more than everyone else. Mm, what kind of porn? All kinds. All, All kinds. kinds. Yes. The more repressed a human being is, the more... <laughs> hey, I'm not here to kink shame. Be into whatever you want to be uh, within reason. Well, that's the thing, right? Like the kink shaming isn't the problem. It's the hypocrisy that's the problem, right? The hypocrisy is insane. Right. The people who want to teach abstinence only sex education are the ones who are privately looking up more porn than all the rest of the world. You know, it's like this show Jesus was watching last night, uh, The Bachelorette. Uh, yes. It's like that's very popular uh, in the Bible Belt with the evangelicals. And they could just like rename that show Lust because all they do, you know, hey, fuck around, kiss around. That's fine. But when it's being watched by people that are so super uh, righteous, it's a little confusing for God. It's just like Bible camp, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck camp. Um, <laughs> getting more on topic. Why did the Americans add under God to the Pledge of Allegiance? Oh, boy. I don't want the nation to be under me. It sounds like a sexual thing. <laughs> like the USA is in the missionary position and I'm on top just plowing it into oblivion. That is all I'm going to think about every time I look at the flag now. Under God. Yeah. Here's here's the funny thing that's that's deeply saddening, which is that like a decade before they put under God in the pledge, there were Supreme Court cases because they were for the, the government, the public schools were forcing people to say the pledge. And religious people said, we don't want to say it. We don't think you should force us to say it. And the Supreme Court finally agreed with them. And they said, look, this is optional. You don't have to do it. This is causing so many problems. And then what do the what do members of Congress do a decade later? They stick under God in the pledge and start pushing it again. So somehow they didn't learn anything. Leave me out of it. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You weren't in the pledge. A minister wrote the pledge and kept you out of it because that minister believed in separation of church and state. It's like, I don't want to be associated with all of America's failures. Keep religion separate, you know? Yeah, the irony in all this is that some of the religious people who were told to say the pledge, who said, we don't want to say this, they did it because they wanted to worship you, and they thought worshiping a flag by saying a pledge to it was kind of like worshiping a false idol. 
Exactly. And so when they don't say the pledge, it's because they're honoring you. I agree with you on so much, friendly atheist. Right? It's what I tell everybody. We need to tell the world this. They piss me off so much. Are you doing a podcast about this uh, Pledge of Allegiance thing? I am. I actually am putting together like a deep history, uh, a long history of the Pledge of Allegiance, because there are a couple of textbook-like books out there about the history of the Pledge. They're not the most exciting things in the world. And the stories that I want to tell about the Pledge... We need more cursing. We do need more cursing, and we need to make that history more entertaining and more interesting, and that... That is what I've been trying to do. And so if anyone is interested in that plot project, you can go to Kickstarter right now and you can search for the Pledge of Allegiance and you will find my project. And basically, this is going to be a very long investigation into the pledge and why it's controversial and what the judges have said about it for so long, how you got mixed into all this. I cover all of that. Sounds fascinating. You know, I, I, I just hate it. I got but when what year was that exactly when the judges were like no uh we're not going to do this the early 40s is when the lawsuit the supreme court said you know what we're going to make kids say the pledge and then a few years later the supreme court's like that was a bad idea we should stop doing that and it was 1954 when they stuck your name inside of it and it's been causing problems the whole time so they said it was okay the supreme court said it was okay the Supreme Court says right now that what they've said for a long time is it's legal to have school districts say the pledge in the mornings. That's not a problem. But you can't force kids to say it. They don't have to. They don't have to stand for it. They don't need a permission slip to get out of it. They just don't have to. It's totally voluntary. They'll just be bullied by the teacher. They will be bullied by the teacher and the classmates, and they'll get a lot of peer pressure, which is a problem, a separate problem. That's fucking bullshit. And, and who put me on the money, by the way? That was also in the early 50s. There was this huge rush to get you everywhere. They got you on the money. They got you in the pledge. They changed the motto to In God We Trust from E Pluribus Unum. I mean, you were, you were really hot there in the early 50s. E Pluribus Unum, what does that mean again? Out of many, one. And then they decided unity was a bad idea, so let's bring you into this. Let's just trust in God, because everything's my fault if it goes badly. I mean, luckily, they don't seem to be blaming me yet, but uh, we're getting to that point where they're going to start. Yeah, thanks for making everything better. That's what I'm worried about. They put me in schools, right? In God We Trust. like Yeah, there's a huge push right now to get In God We Trust signs in public schools. And their reasoning, at least if they're careful about it, they don't say we're doing this because we want to push God on everybody, even though that is the plan. They always say this is about patriotism. Though, you know, you have to ask yourself if – you want people to be patriotic, then forcing them to look at the sign or forcing them, pressuring them to say the pledge is really the worst way to get someone to say they love you. Like if, if they really do, they ought to be able to do it voluntarily. Yeah. I mean, that's why I made free will. I, I want humans to love me for me, you know, to, to choose to love me. It's meaningless when a robot loves you. Right. Yes, exactly. Believe me, I've tried. Yeah, you want people to be able to say voluntarily and by forcing kids to to say the pledge to you or to look at a sign that says in God we trust, it really 
defeats the whole purpose of what they say they're doing. I will give credit. There are some kids in some schools who have said, well, if you're going to make our school put up an in God we trust sign, maybe we can we found a loophole in the law because we could make it say in God we trust, but we can also make it say in Buddha we trust, in Allah we trust, in, you know, goodness we trust. And more power to those kids for figuring out how to play the game. I kind of like that. Just like spread it out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Stop putting all the pressure on me. It's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. You know, uh, why are they so obsessed with making me go back to school? I'm not Billy Madison. They genuinely think that if every kid sees your name everywhere, nothing bad will happen. Like school shootings, you would somehow prevent school shootings by, I don't know what, by kids seeing a Apparently, if they see thou shalt not kill in a public school, some kid somewhere is going to think, oh, not kill. And then they'll stop with whatever plot they have. Because I, I got to tell you, human, um, it's not working. The thoughts and prayers aren't getting it done. I, uh, I, I kind of want humans to solve this problem themselves um, because it's a problem they created. Unfortunately, we're very bad at solving these problems. And thoughts and prayers don't uh, – yes, they don't work. But also bad is that the states that love you the most are the ones that are pushing the worst policies to deal with all of this. Like uh, giving teachers guns? Yeah, that's a horrible idea. As someone who's been in a classroom, don't don't give me more weapons. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of uh, gun violence, and um, I don't think I want to be in schools. In God we trust, it's like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And a lot of kids now, this is a big difference between now and a few decades ago. More kids today, no matter where you live in America, you know people who are not Christian like you, you're, you are friends with people who are Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or atheists, and none of them are all that scary to you. You, you are on clubs with them. You're on teams with them. You are friends with them. So the fact that putting up a sign that says in God we trust, which everyone knows is really saying in the Christian God we trust, those kids are on to what the politicians are doing, and they really don't benefit from seeing their friends excluded by what the government wants them to do. So my heart grows many sizes every time I see students speaking out against this stuff or finding ways to really stick it to the government officials who think they're doing everyone a favor. I don't think that they should be trusting me that much. If you look at the results, I mean, I'm a really shitty god. I, I can admit it. Yeah, your promises are not good. I, I own it, okay? I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, now if only your followers knew that. Uh, you know, like... All I ever do is send tornadoes and floods and shit, and they, they trust me. At their homes, no less. You send them to the Bible Belt. I'm allowing all this bad stuff to happen because I'm just, like, totally overwhelmed with my own things. Yeah. And um, I, I really want humans to fix it. But um, I, think, I think if you're going to fix it, you're going to have to stop being, like, total idiots. I don't know if that's possible, though. Well, what we need are politicians who might believe in you, but know that they the only way to get stuff done is to actually write this legislation, to actually do the action steps you need to get stuff done. And unfortunately, the most religious people in public office are always the ones who never get anything done, who always rely on you to fix things because they're too lazy or too ignorant to actually write laws to help. Do you think they're really lazy and ignorant? Or are they intentionally lying and exploiting me 
for money and power. I don't think they're intentionally ignorant. And this is this is a key thing that they genuinely believe that what they're doing is good and that they are being helpful and that thoughts and prayers really are useful. That's the problem. They genuinely believe that. And so when people attack them for doing it and saying things like, you got to actually take action, your actions speak louder than your words, your prayers and thoughts are not helping, they're genuinely offended because they thought they were helping and they thought that trusting in you is the way to fix it. Do you believe there's hope in convincing these people? There is. And changing their minds. There is. And here's why I know there is hope in changing their minds, because just about every atheist I have ever met is someone who has come from a deeply religious background. Uh, Very few atheists that I know are like second or third generation atheists. A lot of us believed in something, sincerely believed in something religious at one point, and we reasoned our way out of it. Whether that was from our own doing or we were convinced. You actually read the religious books. Yeah. Hey, if you want to convince people to be an atheist, give them the Bible. <laughs> actually, I, I just started reading this recently with uh, with Jesus. Uh, I've never actually read it before. and <laughs> <laughs> you, you play a significant role in some of it. Yeah. We're only on like day four, and this is like some of the stupidest shit I've ever read. Yeah, so I see you've gotten almost through page one. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I keep spitting up my coffee. Oh, just just keep reading. It gets worse. It's some silly shit. Jesus is in for a big surprise when you get to part two. <laughs> I think I'm going to spit up a lot of coffee on Jesus. Yeah. You know, okay, so there these politicians that they believe they're doing the right thing. They believe they're chosen by God. Like, for example, this year, how in the hell the evangelicals believe that an adulterous con man criminal like Donald Trump was chosen by God? Because I had nothing to do with that motherfucker. You know that old saying that God works in mysterious ways? They of course, gen- I do. Yeah, so they genuinely think that God is almost testing their faith in a way by giving them, <laughs> by, by putting Trump in office, the most unlikely candidate certainly to be the evangelical favorite. <laughs> they think that, you know what? Yeah, he is, he is hypocritical when it comes to what evan- white evangelicals said were their values. Trump is none of those things. But the one place he has kept his promises and he has delivered for them is appointing the worst federal judges to lifetime appointments on the Supreme Court, on lower courts everywhere. And all of those judges, all of them are anti-abortion. Almost all of them are anti-gay. I mean, these are the worst candidates. And when you're the worst candidate for a lifetime appointment, evangelicals love you because they don't want a a thoughtful, reasonable judge on the bench because that person's going to rule against them all the time. So Trump has that's the one place where he's gotten out of the way and let other people do the dirty work for him. And so they do not care about anything else he's doing. They don't care how many brown kids he locks up. So all these people care about is babies. Not, no, they don't care about babies. They care about pre-born fetuses. They do not care about actual babies. Right, because when you become a baby, that's when they stop caring about you. Exactly. The second you're born, they don't, you are not their problem anymore. And if you are, the second you are gay, they really don't care. But you know what I mean? They only care about the unborn and Trump is playing into their hands on that measure and they will let everything else slide. Not only that, they will continue pretending 
that everything he does is for the benefit of the country because he keeps giving them the justices they want. Even other Republicans would not go that far, but Trump is doing it. And because of that, these people, again, I hope they all come crashing down very soon. But unfortunately, he's delivered on the one thing they've always wanted. There will always be these this side of America, it seems, that is just super fucking stupid. I mean, you say that they know they know Trump is bad, but he's doing our job. But Michelle Bachman said Trump is the most godly biblical president we've ever seen. Yeah, they all say that. And that is their way of saying he gives us our judges. Biblical in the sense that he fucks his daughters. Biblical in the sense that he does everything wrong and they still love him. Uh, they think he's like a little project that they're going to rescue him. Somehow. The most godly? The most. I mean, again, what are their other options? Because I would give that to like Jimmy Carter. No, 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 no. Jimmy Carter's trying to help poor people. That's not what they like. They just want oh. the sort of biblical guy who just hurts people left and right if you don't agree with them. It's just, it drives me crazy because it's so fucking insane. I mean, he's not the most godly president you've ever seen, okay? He's the most evil president you've ever seen. And everybody with a fucking brain knows that. Yeah, and he's the guy who, he's there because he has the support of religious people. Remember that. Every time you see a brown baby locked up in a cage, you can thank a white evangelical for that. Motherfuckers. Like Sarah Sanders said Trump was chosen by God. Bullshit! Yeah. You know, I I put up a special mobile billboard in Washington, D.C. earlier this year. Did you see that? Uh, I think I did see that, and I'm shocked that you live in Russia. I I don't live in Russia. I I told him, I said, I had nothing to do with making you president. That was Putin. Yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't even respond. (laughs) Uh, This motherfucker tweet storms at everything. Are you telling me Donald Trump doesn't talk to you on a regular basis? I, I sent him a billboard and he didn't even have the common decency to have a Twitter meltdown over it. It wasn't covered on Fox News, that's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does not have common decency. Uh, well, I would love it if they would stop bringing me into all this bullshit because uh, I don't want anything to do with it. Now, the hard part is getting liberal activists, progressive activists to convince people, especially the ones who are uh, religious, the ones who may have voted for Trump in the past, trying to get them to look beyond the God thing and say, look at all the damage he's done. We don't want that. I mean, this is one of the things progressive Christians have been saying for a long time. Just to take abortion, for example, if you genuinely care like right-wing Christians, if you genuinely care about reducing the number of abortions, then you should have voted for Hillary Clinton because her policies would have reduced that number just like Obama did. But they don't actually care about that stuff. They just like pretending they do. And so they voted for a guy who's going to cause more unsafe abortions. Isn't it just team sports? Isn't isn't Trumpism just a cult at this point? It's a political cult. It doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter what the facts are. No one's going to change their mind. As tempting as it is to believe that, I still hold out this optimistic hope that some of these people can be reasoned out of that cult. And if you're in a cult, you can't be reasoned out of it. So I want to believe that some of these people who genuinely think they're doing something good by supporting him and everything he's doing some of them will realize how bad this is. And if not the older white Christians, maybe some of those younger Christians will figure it out and they will know that, look, 
this is something that has changed for me. I used to be very gung-ho to be anti-religious. I really wanted them to stop being religious. And now I really don't care as much. I'm way more interested in knowing what you are doing with your religious beliefs because a lot of these progressive Christians, yeah, we disagree about the God stuff, but when it comes to policy issues and, and common sense legislation, they're on the right side of all of it. And so it's like, let's empower them. You know, I, I have I have met quite a few nice Christians on the God page. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see that the good people of the world are all united. Whether they be atheist, secular, or religious, there are a lot of good people in the world, and they far outnumber the bad. And they're all pretty much in agreement. And we need them to vote. <laughs> And they need to vote because they don't. Atheists do not vote our weight. Evangelical Christians always come out to vote, and there are a bunch of them. There are as many of us who are not religious as there are of them, but they vote a lot more than we do, and we need to fix that. So you need more activist atheists and less apathetic atheists. Yes, and by activist, I don't mean I need more atheists to go out and, you know, tell everyone God doesn't exist. I mean, there is a place for that, but I don't need that. What I need are people who think... Vote your values. Yeah, vote your values. And if you are an atheist, I don't even think everyone's going to be liberal and progressive, but I would hope that most of those people support church-state separation and civil rights and, and women's rights and things like that And if you're voting for those values, there's really only one candidate who has the opportunity to beat Trump and whoever the hell wins the Democratic nomination is going to be that person. Uh, I would love to tell you. I I think you're going to be quite surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know who's going to win? I'm very curious. Of course, I can't tell you. That would ruin the timeline. (laughs) You're going to be so surprised. I hope I am because I don't want it to be Biden, but I will take anyone at this point because it's here's the thing. It all the bad things that have happened since Trump got elected, the activists, we all saw this coming because we've all been paying attention to what goes on behind the scenes. And so if you're surprised by anything that's happening, it's because you weren't paying attention. So I'm asking people like pay attention to the people now, pay attention to the people who've been following this stuff forever because we know how bad this stuff can get. You heard it here first, folks. Stop being a lazy fuck. Get out there and vote. Damn you. How the fuck do you not vote? I know you're apathetic. I know you're nihilistic. I know you don't believe in God. Blah, blah, blah. Both parties are bad. You think, uh, vote, you stupid fucks. If you care about this stuff, what are you doing by not voting? What do you think's going to happen? It's not cool to tell people to vote. Don't tell me to vote. I'm cool because I think everyone's bad. I'm not going to vote. You're not cool, you stupid fucks. The ones who think they are above it all by not voting or voting for a third-party candidate at this point are not doing – how little do you have to care about women and minorities? It's an easy position to take. Everyone's bad and I'm better than everyone. Right. But think about who you're throwing under the bus when you think that because other people's lives are at stake while you're riding on some high horse. Fucking assholes. This is why humans can't have nice things. Too many stupid assholes. I say it all the time. I give you brains and they're perfectly fine. And people use their free will to be lazy morons. It's the worst. We are the worst. You are. I'm sorry. I can't help but feel that... Some of this is my fault. Uh, yeah, I'm going to blame you for a lot of it. I understand. I'm, I'm trying. You know, I, I did a couple thousand years of uh, intensive psychotherapy, 
and that's why I'm I'm speaking out now. You know, the reason I don't come to you in person is I'm extremely shy. Oh, really? Yeah, public appearances scare me. I mean, last time I went down on Earth, I got killed. I mean, Jesus did, but me, because we're the same person. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, if Jesus went down to Earth right now, um, I'm pretty sure he'd be, like, shot or run over by a car or strangled within, like, half an hour. The irony of all that is that if Jesus actually existed and told people to do the things he said in the Bible, like the people who would least who are least likely to listen to him are the people who claim to love him the most. He is like super duper socialist. Yeah. Democratic socialist. He grew up in the Middle East. He's browner than I am. That's right. And, and, and you know, he 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 just wants everyone to have health care and food and he wants to help the poor. He, He's such a sweet kid, you know? If people listen to some of that, we'd be in a better place, but they don't. And now I got to deal with the people who think that they're doing all the right things in your name because whatever, they didn't get around to reading the Bible, I guess. Fucking pricks. Like, like that brings me to my uh, next subject is just religions. Uh, and you've touched on this a little bit already. You know, not everybody that practices a religion is bad, obviously, but there are a lot of uh, fundamentalist religions that seem to be using it just to express their bigotry. Yeah. Like, how come there are so many religions that hate gay people, or that's part of religion so much? They genuinely think that if they're reading a line, a verse in the Bible, and every person in their life circle, their pastor, their parents, have always said, this is the way you have to interpret this line— it's too easy to convince them that that's the way it is. They don't care about other people's interpretations of it. They don't care that there are better reasons to give people civil rights than whatever the Bible might say or might not say. So again, it goes back to this idea that if you tell them, hey, gay people, for example, deserve civil rights, they deserve marriage equality, things like that, transgender people deserve rights, God loves gays, it all goes back to then you're telling me Everything I know about the Bible is wrong. Yes, that's right. Everything you know is wrong. That is what I want to tell them. But that's a hard step for them to overcome. And so we have to take a step. Like You can't convince those people that they should give women rights and LGBTQ people rights because you're basically telling them you need to stop believing what you think the Bible says. That's a harder sell, which means what do you need? How do you change their minds? You need people who are part of their group, like a progressive Christian has a better chance of convincing some of those people to change their minds. You need like people who are part of those evangelical churches uh, saying that they're wrong. For example, there are evangelical scientists who go around saying climate change is real and here's how I know it. And I'm an evangelical Christian who says that. Uh, Francis Collins, the guy who is still running the National Institutes of Health, a government position, like the top scientist in the country when it comes to giving grants away, is an evangelical Christian who says evolution is real and younger creationism is silly. You need those voices. Those sound like good people. Maybe I should interview them. Oh, they're fantastic in the sense that they can convince people when you and I cannot because they won't listen to me, but maybe they'll listen to Francis Collins who speaks their language. So you want those people around. You know, exactly. They think the Bible says that they should be bigots. And it's just like, 
what about all the other stupid shit in the Bible that says like they can't eat shrimp? Right. They don't care about that. They will take a verse out of context to justify whatever other position they hold. But if it inconveniences them, nah, you're just misinterpreting it. Right. Like, for example, they think that uh, Jesus and I hate abortion so much, you know? You guys are the most prolific abortionists out there. I know. I killed like so many children in the, you know, back in the day. I'm pretty sure you are proud of that. And you killed more people than Satan. Yeah, no, no, I, I killed all the firstborn children in Egypt and it, it was wrong. I was drunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just ironic that they think that I hate abortion when I killed so many children. I sent bears to kill children. I, I almost, uh, I, this one time I pranked this one dude into like almost killing his child. And uh, at the last second, I was like, no, don't do it. Yeah. That was like the least I did. That could have been that could have been bad. That could have gone sideways. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's weird because the the right wing Christians, they think they're the ones being persecuted when they're the ones doing all the persecuting. Right. That, that seems to be I see a lot of that happening. Again, if they can go around just saying we're being persecuted, we're being persecuted. Basically, it makes them immune from any criticism, because if you say, hey, this what Jesus said doesn't match up with the policies you advocate, they just scream persecution. And all of a sudden, the rest of us are the bad guys for pointing it out. Oh, they love to play the victim, don't they? They love it. They love nothing more. It's such a good psychological tactic, isn't it? There's nothing more Christian than telling a gay couple you're not going to make them a cake that you would easily sell to anyone else, and then saying they were bullying you. Oh, man. It's enough to drive you nuts, you know? Uh, Okay, so moving past the Christians, I have a few other questions about uh, some of these other religions that have been catching my eye lately. Yeah. Like, um, well, just in general, religions. Why so many pedophiles? They, again, when you tell people you're not allowed to have sex and then put them in close proximity to anybody, and in some churches, the only people they have constant contact with are children, they're naive and they're like, I'm going to listen to whatever the priest says because I trust this person because you have that power over them. It's an attractive job opportunity for a pedophile. They go into the religion because of this tradition and power that they can exploit. But also when they're in that position and they see other people doing it, it makes them think, I think I can get away with this too. Especially when the Catholic church like does nothing about it. Yeah. Again, this is why it was such a problem for decades because they knew there was no oversight. They knew they weren't going to get in trouble for it because this is just what they did. So they may have gone in with pure intentions And yet when they're in that corrupt system, it creates all these monsters. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. You know, it pisses me off to such an insane degree that I don't think that I can really, uh, I'm trying to suppress my rage. Yeah, it's hard to suppress it because they, what they've done is so awful. And what they've done to those kids is so traumatic And still, the church is trying to hide behind its secrecy. It's trying to protect, you know, oh, what if a priest confesses to abusing a child? If that was to happen in any other business, right? you find out they're fucking your kids. You stop sending your kids there. Right. And those people would be fired and there would be a policy that says how you handle those people. And it basically is true everywhere except religious organizations. Huh. I have to move on because this is just making my mind explode to think about it. There's also, I've I've noticed lately, there's some uh, new religions cropping up around the world. For example, there's uh, 
a church of the flying spaghetti monster in New Zealand, and that's a real religion. Yes. And uh, it's kind of, well, it's kind of a satirical religion, right? Well, is it any different than the one you belong to? I don't belong to any religion. I don't like religions. Yeah, they like you. But that's the thing. How, how different is a satirical religion? If you had never heard of Catholicism, if you had never heard that, you know, Jesus turns into a literal communion wafer when it's consecrated, you had never heard those stories. You didn't grow up with them. You would think there's no way that's true and there's no way anyone believes that. Huh. But we're so used to the story that some of these religious myths start making sense. And so when people say, oh, this flying spaghetti monster, that's silly. It's spaghetti. What are you talking about? It's like, have you heard of your own religious beliefs? Because... They're not any better. But are they, are satirical religions really the answer? Um, because I feel like, exactly, all of the religions were already started as like a joke. And um, then that joke went really wrong. Because yeah. uh, people started to take it seriously. For example, uh, the Satanic Temple, or what is it called? The Church of Satan? That's now an official religion in the USA and is tax exempt. The Satanic Temple is now tax-exempt as a religious organization. And again, I, the point is, if they keep talking about how these are their sincere religious beliefs, and they file a lawsuit saying, hey, you're doing something that violates my views, on what basis can a court say, no, you're full of shit? They can't, because these people genuinely say, no, this is what I believe. Who are you to tell me I don't believe in it? Well, you know, they don't seem that bad, uh, actually. I've read their... Uh you know, a synopsis of their views. And I, they're like the only one that says thou shall not rape. Yeah. You, thou shalt have control over your body, stuff like that. I definitely told Moses that. And I, I think that was on one of the, the tablets that he dropped. Ah, yeah. Um, or either that or he's just a sick fuck. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's great that maybe they can use that to uh, change the laws. It would be a good start. What do you think of Satan in general? Do you like him more than me? Satan, Satan, you mean you killed a whole lot more people than Satan did. Satan never hurt me. Uh, I guess that's true. Also, he's red. He, he's more colorful. I, I don't even know what color you are at this point. I see. Red. You like red. Fine. Fine. You like it more than me. Okay. Well, in closing, you know, religions are, they piss me off. They're pretty stupid. I am glad that the Ark experience is going bankrupt. <laughs> that makes me happy. They, you know what? They just had a good month, sadly. What? I know. I know. They, but here's the, here's the thing, though. They don't have more people coming to the Ark because more people are interested in creationism. It's all the gimmicks that they're throwing at this property. Like, hey, we built a new theater. Hey, we have a zip line outside. Hey, we have an ice skating rink. We have a zip line off the Ark. <laughs> <laughs> they have all these extra things, which may be why people are coming. No one's coming because they're like, wow, this is a very convincing exhibit about creationism. Hmm. I see. I see. So the original selling point failed and now they're they're going commercial. Yep. Hmm. Have you faced backlash or threats for being a famous atheist online? Uh, you know, I have gotten some serious threats. I get a lot of crazy emails and letters and usually they are from anonymous trolls. Sometimes they're from religious people. I don't get it nearly as bad as some other atheists out there. But when you consider that, I don't even think I'm uh, too aggressive or mean about it. But I still get those things. And then you realize, oh, it's way worse for other people. Wow. It's scary. Yeah, I've gotten some scary ones myself. I'm sure you have. Yeah, you know, and it's like, I'm the Lord thy God. How 
dare you talk to me like this? I, I'm going to remember this when you come to me before judgment. Fucking idiots. And they always sign it with the Bible verse, too. It's very weird. <laughs> well, we, we've talked about a lot. Do you have any questions for me? When are you coming to visit? Well, I mean, would you, would you like me to come on your show and be crucified there? This, this is a good option. Okay. Well, is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, you know what? If anyone's listening who is interested in that pledge project, I would appreciate any support on Kickstarter. Just type in Pledge of Allegiance there. You can find me at FriendlyAtheist.com. And I always appreciate it, God, when you promote my articles. That's always a big help. So thank you so much. Oh, you write the best stuff. Thank you. You're exposing these hypocrites one at a time. That's that's what I love to do. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today, Hammond. You know what? You really are a friendly atheist. Aw, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you're you're almost convincing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Listen to his Friendly Atheist podcast. And if you want to support the work of one of the finest atheist journalists living today, please consider becoming a patron of his blasphemous podcasts. Thank you. The Lord has spoken. <laughs> Become one of God's patron saints at patreon.com slash the God Show. You'll miss every other episode of The God Show unless you become a patron saint.